Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with the Unity podcast. It's the three of us as usual, myself, Barry, Paul and Adam. How are you doing, Adam? Just having my uh, Chinese takeaway. And Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, not so bad. Tuesday evening, went down the M6 to Resty Road, as I still call it, and it finished Crew Alexander nil with an Athletic 2. And it was great to see Josh McGuinness get off the mark with his first goal for the club. Tremendous header into the top corner. And our leading goal scorer, Will Keane, also added to that tally. I thought Crew were, were pretty poor. They looked like a team already in League 2. I don't know what more to say about them. Apart from the fact, I was really impressed with Luke Offord at the back. Five foot seven centre half, looks a very good player. They're number six last night. And Tommy Lowry in midfield looks a good player. I think both are available for free. Anyway, on with the game. Easy victory. Never got out of first gear. Yeah, easy enough. Amos was called into action a couple of times, wasn't he, in, in the first half. In the same way that the goalkeeper made a couple of really good saves. You know, Derek could have had an hat trick on another day with his shots. Uh, I think give the crew goalkeeper some credit. Thought he played well generally. A bit like the game at our place, really. Not fantastic quality, but very well controlled, really. And once we scored the goal, just before half time, there was only going to be one winner at that point. Glad we got it before half time because you never know otherwise, but. Fairly comfortable performance. Didn't look like we picked up any injuries as far as I'm aware. Yeah, all good. Good to see Josh McGuinness get off the mark. Absolutely. I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, he seems to have got a bit sharper or a bit more involved. And obviously, that's just my opinion. It's given him a bit of motivation, a bit of confidence. And do you know what? If he bags another three or four in the next few games, takes us to the title, jobs are good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to see him get off the mark. Uh, referee last night, Ben Toner, as <laughs> always makes you chuckle when you read his name, right? He seems to have an all right game. He's not a, a ref that flashes the cards and he doesn't give many free kicks. He tries to let the game flow. I noticed he was having words right from the off with the crew goalkeeper. Uh, I think on Saturday, one of the big, when they played Sunderland away, one of, one of the big gripes from the Sunderland management was crew's antics at wasting time. And I think they looked like they were on it again last night. I think he'd obviously done his research. I think, from memory as well, there was some terrible time wasting our place as well, like from about the 20-minute mark. So I think he'd done his research, which was fair play to him. And there were a few little silly ones again, I thought, you know, where referee could have let it go. Then there were a couple of others where I don't know why we didn't get a three kick. But generally speaking, from a very, very, very low benchmark of refereeing standards this year, Ben Toner wasn't bad. So I don't, know, I don't know if that's faint prayers. <laughs> oh. In the crowd last night, James McLean sat there getting a taste of the action with the Latic supporters. Great to see that, the players soaking it up. That, for me, goes back to the the absolute essence of the club. You know, we, we've established a decent squad, but I think it's the management of that squad. They all care. They're all into it. They're all looking after each other, supporting each other. And I think that's where the genius is in this club. Yeah, I thought it was another game where we ground out a result as well. Three points. I'm sick of saying this. I say it all the time. I say it to people who, who moan sometimes about the way we play. At this stage of the season, we're at the business end. The points on the wall what matter. It's not the performance. I get argued with about the fact that performances bring points, but not always the case, as we know. Yeah. We've played oh. well and, and not picked. But we're a team who grinds out the points. 
We've been absolutely ruthless with lower teams. We've not slipped. We're going to do it on Saturday after me saying it, but we've not slipped up on a single banana skin, have we? We've been pretty ruthless against the lower table teams. It's all well and good beating teams three and four week in, week out. If you then drop points in a couple of games, you don't end up as champions. If you're ruthless and you beat all these teams, you end up as champions. I normally defeat to Lincoln City, who are fifth off the bottom. <laughs> Puts pay to that theory. And a goalless draw away at Cheltenham as well. But on the whole, we have. We've we've uh, yeah. we've beaten we've beaten the teams that we should be beating, which is which is good. The stats from last night. Oh, or before we get to the stats, the performances. I thought there were some really good performances last last night. Jack Watmore had a really good game again. Jason Kerr had a good game. And I was so pleased for me, uh, Josh McGuinness because he got his goal, but he also put a lot of effort in. I tell you what I did think though, towards the end, Stevie Humphreys, he looked dead on his feet. He looked like he was blowing out of his backside. Not surprised, really. Max Power must have played about 10 what I would class as percentage balls where you just hit it into an area and your striker runs after it and it was always seemed to be Humphreys running after it. I don't know if Max Power and him have got some sort of bet on in terms of who's going to win the next bleep test at training, but he was certainly setting him up to do them uh, little shuttle sprints to get to get the balls in the corner. And to be fair, most of the time he did. And on occasions as well, McGuinness did. You know, they didn't start favourite to get the ball, but made something of it and got us a throw in or a corner. Understandably very tired, put a shift in, but I suspect he's, he's going to be one of those that recovers pretty quickly. And I think he'll be available for the next game. Sure he will. He's a young lad, isn't he? He's, only in his, uh, he's still 23, I believe. So the stats from the game, 52% possession with 13 attempts with four on targets. Crew had seven with two on target. We both committed 14 fouls apiece. We picked up two yellows, Dariqua and Bennett. How many is that for Dariqua now? He's picked two up since he's come back from his suspension. One for Crew. The attendance, it was 5,310 with 2,125 away fans. Man of the match, as voted for by Progress with Unity listeners, both on Facebook and on Twitter, was Wigan Athletic number four, Tom Naylor. What a season he's having for a free transfer, a bloke in his 30s, is my player of the season. You almost need to give him a new surname, don't you? Tom Naylor again. I mean, he, he doesn't pick up the Player of the Game award every week, but he's always in the top two. He's always he in the top He's got the most votes, hasn't he, Barry? I'd, I'd assume so, yeah. He's and he's always in the, in, in the top two. He's just absolutely phenomenal. And when you think he's, like I mentioned about Humphreys blowing out of his backside, you, you see Naylor with his hands on his knees and you're thinking, oh, I hope, are they going to be taking him off in a minute? And then he just puts another shift in for another 10 or 15 minutes. He just is some player, that lad. He was, he was nearly going to Mansfield as well. He well, he's had a medical though. Yeah, so uh, I think we stepped in. I think whoever picked up on that, whether it was his agent or one of our staff, did really well uh, to get him to us. Who came first, Watmore or uh, Naylor? Jack Watmore came first. That could have been something to do with it, maybe. Could very well have been, yeah, because they are good friends. Just a little bit of news that popped out today that I've seen. Sunderland v Rotherham. Next weekend, been called off due to internationals. So that's Sunderland going to be, uh, sorry, Rotherham's going to be a game for Rotherham to fit in at some late stage in April. Our game against Burton that weekend is going ahead, although Josh McGuinness has been called up by the Northern Ireland squad. Our Republic players, James McLean, 
Will Keane and Jamie McGrath. I've not heard anything. I checked on on uh, Google before we came on air to see if the Republic have announced the squad yet, and they haven't. So I, I don't know. They're only playing a, a friendly, though, aren't they? But they're playing Belgium, which is a high-profile friendly. Do we go ahead without them players if they get called up, or do you think they might give it a miss? I, I would play it so that you're not struggling to fit that game in later on in the season. I think we are playing it because we've started yeah. selling tickets for it now. I reckon we've had the nod, haven't we, that maybe they're not, they're not getting called up. Or, or perhaps we've been in discussion with the management team and said, you know, I was about not. Because they've had a lot of football this season, especially McLean and Keane, haven't they? They've had a lot of football then too. Sticking an international in as well and getting them travelling away. I think McGrath's injured again, isn't he? I read that somewhere that he's got picked up a knock again. So I don't think he'd have been selected anywhere. All right, OK. Well, let's move on to Saturday. More coming in town. Not having the best of times. They lost the manager recently as well. He went off to St. Mirren and signed Jordan Jones, as we know. This morning, I've managed to speak to Tom Collins from The Shrimps Online, and he's very knowledgeable, lifelong Markham fan. Me and Adam are meeting him on Saturday in Wigan Central. Anyway, let's have a listen to what Tom said this morning. Hi, I'm Tom Collins, and I run Shrimps Online, which you may be familiar with, and thank you for the invite. We played you in the middle of January. How's your form been since then? We've only picked up the one win since then, which was immediately after it against Wickham, where we played really well and we felt quite optimistic after that. I think the performances actually in 2022 overall have been pretty good across two managers with the odd performance that have not quite been to the level, but we just haven't been picking up wins and that's really killing us at the moment. So we're down in 22nd. So we had an, a number of games which perhaps should have fallen our way. You know, things that quite haven't gone in our favour, whether it's been missed chances. One example that comes to mind, we've played Gillingham at home and I didn't think Gillingham were a great side, to be honest, but we did everything but score and then they've got got a goal against us with an absolute screamer. We managed to equalise, but we've had golden chances. We take that against one of the relegation rivals, three points in the bag, and it's one point they've not taken. And Bolton the other week, we've overall a draw would have been fair, but at 1-0 up, we've had one of the most stonewall penalties you'll ever see turned down. That makes it 2-0. And you feel that we could perhaps go on and hold out for a result. Instead, we concede on the 93rd, 94th minute. So just hasn't fallen for us at the moment. The last two games have been quite poor that we would have said we need four or six points out of and we've got none. So gone from feeling somewhat optimistic to feeling a little bit deflated after last night's performance, which I travelled to and we lost 5-0 against a side that they don't themselves rate themselves. So not the most encouraging. We've also had a manager change during that period where Stephen Robinson was approached for the St. Mirren job, decided to take that and we've brought back Derek Adams. So it's been an eventful start to the year. We just haven't picked up as many points we are. We're in um, a bit of uh, bit of strife at the moment. But that being said, we're only one point from safety. So that's our one kind of shining ray from a situation at the moment. You mentioned Derek Adams there. Has he made any changes as different style of football? Yeah, it has been a different style. So Stephen Robinson was typically setting up in a 4-3-3, playing with his wide forwards, like we did 
against you actually in the in the, in the game at the Mazuma. Kind of like a Cole Stockton with two wider players around him, where we've we've played almost exclusively five three two, looking to kind of get flicks on with um, quite a different style. We've actually had uh, with Cole Stockton, we've introduced a player called Dylan Connolly, an Irish twenty six year old Irish lad who we got on the last day of the window from Northampton, and he's very quick. So we've just changed the way we're playing a little bit. We're playing low possession football and looking to get flicks on and looking to get teams on the break essentially so it's had mixed results so far it seemed to work really well against Bolton worked well against Ipswich where they dominated the game but we got our openings and then although the result wasn't great against Plymouth where we lost 2-0 actually we showed a lot of encouraging signs the last two games it hasn't quite worked really with with teams like Cheltenham and last night Shrewsbury where they were quite structured not quite as ambitious as those other sides we just struggled to break them down. Ironically, it might actually, if we were to continue with the same vein, it might work better with Wigan, where Wigan you'll come at us. So it'd be interesting to see whether we stick to that setup, that system. Would you see our threats coming from? Well, I would have said Callum Lang, which we said in the first game back in January, but I believe he's suspended after picking up his 10th bookie of the season, from my understanding. Will Keane, who we picked out in the first game, ended up getting the goal. We had had a vulnerability to set piece and headed goals. And uh, on the night, we conceded that one goal. We had seemed to have shored up that area in recent weeks, but we conceded one again last night. Looking at the stats, I believe Will Keane has eight headed goals for the season. He said we've conceded 20 headers. So if you're looking that he might be somewhere they're looking to exploit. And also, we brought in from um, Gillingham in January, Rhys Bennett, who's... Um, six foot two six foot three center back and he's actually out injured at the moment so I think we might be missing him a little bit so in terms of his aerial prowess so that'd be an area that we were discussing just before we came online about Max Power I've always been impressed with him and his delivery but um, you've got quality through the squad but they would be a couple of players I'd be looking looking out for you think you'll avoid relegation this season traveling back um on the coach last night after a 5-0 defeat, pretty poor performance, a pretty poor response. It can be quite hard to find that optimism. And I think people going into uh, going into halftime, I mean, conceded to make it 1-0, were saying, bring on League 2 kind of thing. But you just never know. And I just think the Morecambe way is just to do it the hard, hard way. And we ha- we're going to have to pull out some results that unexpected results because our fixture list is starting to look quite challenging now. The results, are, the fixtures against Cheltenham, the fixtures against Shrewsbury were One's where he really needs to pick up at least a win or, win or two. And we haven't done that. So we're going to have to go to a Wigan and we're going to have to go and get a win or we're going to have to beat MK Dons on the road or something like that. Um, we've got eight fixtures left. I'm going to say, I think we will, because I like to try and stay optimistic, but it's going to be it's going to be tough. A prediction for Saturday, please. Well, I said 2-1 prior to, uh, in the programme. I've got asked to write in the programme. I said 2-1 and I was... Watching five goals conceded last night, I'm thinking that's relatively optimistic. But why not? Let's stick to that 2-1 with you absolutely peppering our goal, but we're finding a way. I think, like I said, is that our style of play might might actually suit a team that's going to come out and play against us. I'd really hope maybe the likes of Reese Bennett might be back just to shore up us in um, in central defence, as I said, um, and some of the aerial threats. I know you like to you know get some balls into the box and play on second balls and things like that. So yeah, let's go two on two on the shrimps and uh, bring a bit of optimism back to the the northwest coast. Thank you very much for that, Tom. Well, thanks, Tom, for that. It's uh, insightful. He's picked a player right there that I wasn't so aware of, uh, Dylan Connolly. Sam from Northampton, fast strikers to play alongside the uh, goal machine. That's Cole Stockton. Yeah, we're aware of Cole Stockton, aren't we? I think, uh, for what he was saying, the 
there's been a change of formation under Adams. You know, that might have something to do with, you know, he's um, coming to prominence in the last few weeks. Because I don't, he wasn't mentioned last time. I don't remember him being, although he, he, I think he signed after, didn't he? Because albeit we played Morecambe this year, I think it was before the, the transfer window, wasn't it, closed? Something to look out for, isn't it? Another player to look out for. But that said, he might be playing well. But as we'll as we'll discuss later, the the form's not exactly been coinciding with that, has it? Right. Should we move on to ref watch then? And the referee on Saturday will be James Oldham, who's not from Oldham. He's from Derbyshire. James Oldham was promoted to the national league list in time for the 2019-20 season. And he's refereed the Latics twice before, both of which were last season. The one-all draw away at Fleetwood and the 5-0 defeat to Hull at the DW. James Oldham's card watch for this season is 24 games, 91 yellows, three reds and three penalties. That's James Oldham, who will be your referee at home to Morecambe on Saturday. So I'm going to look into the, the, the previous, although worth a quick mention there, uh, the 5-0 game against Hull, uh, I seem to recall a goal being scored by Josh McGuinness. Maybe he likes Mr Oldham's refereeing. Let's hope <laughs> that is the case. So, moving on to uh, previous and current form. It was only a couple of months ago that we played them, so you'll recall that there isn't a long history uh, of playing Morecambe in the league. In fact, the history is one game, as it currently stands. Although we met many times in non-league football, Going back to 1934, Morecambe, like the Latics, were the founding members of the Northern Premier League in 1968. And the rivalry only ended 10 years later when the Latics were finally elected to the Football League. That meeting back in January, Morecambe were very impressive in the first half and deservedly led the game. Uh, although in the second half, Latics came roaring back with goals from... Keane and Humphreys to send the fans wild behind the goal as the comeback kings. Markham's current form, well, they sit in 22nd place with 32 points. As was mentioned earlier by our esteemed guest, they are only one point outside the one point away from the survival zone. If that even exists, I've just invented the survival zone. <laughs> Their recent form, however, does give them cause for concern. They haven't won in the last six games, lost four and drawn two of those games. Obviously, they've got one of the top scorers in the league in Cole Stockton. 19 away games so far this season for the Shrimpers. 10 points taken, just two wins, 13 defeats and four draws. 19 goals scored, but a massive 43 against the second worst away form in League One. They're currently on a run of 11 league games without a win, five draws and six defeats, scoring eight and conceding 22. The last game was on Tuesday away at Shrewsbury, where they lost by five goals to nil. Let's hope they don't have any bounce-back ability. Over to Barry for the predictions. James McLean's obviously going to come straight back into the team. Are we going to line up? Are we going to go with three at the back again? Probably not. We'll probably match them up and go sort of a four. Not be 4-4-2, but our usual formation. I'm going for another 2-0 because we don't batter teams, do we? We've only battered two teams this season. 
Atkinson, Stanley and Bolton Wanderers. What we do, we, we go in front and then we just ride the game out. So that's what we're going to do on Saturday. And I'm going for another 2-0 win for Wigan Athletic. Well, in recent weeks, I've been saying it's going to be a 3-0 win for Athletics. These are quite near the bottom. They're just off the back of a, a defeat by five. I think we probably could put three past them, so I'll stick with 3-0 until it's correct, I think. A bit of a surprise, we didn't talk about the formation before. I was surprised we did go for the three centre-backs last night against Crew. Uh, we might play it again, but I think certainly our wing-backs need to push forward. I think McLean would play left wing-back if we are going to play that formation. I thought we struggled a little bit in terms of getting, uh, certainly on the left-hand side, our wing-backs into the game. I think it would be very harsh on Kerr to get to lose his players because he's been playing so well. So we might keep the uh, the three at the back. If not, it will probably be Kerr who misses out because Tilty will be the left side and what more the right sided centre back. It's hard to see them scoring really at the moment. I think I'm with Barry on this one really. I don't think it's going to be a classic. Uh, I think it's just going to be a solid, if not spectacular, performance. And uh, two now. Then I do was another three points on the board. We look at the league table, that'll stick us on to 79 points. And they reckon 88 is usually a good target to aim for for promotion. That leaves us with needing nine points if that that were to play out correctly. Yeah, we'll see. So who's playing who on Saturday in League One? Well, Cambridge play MK Dons. Up the U's, come on. Charlton Athletic play Burton Albion. Cheltenham Town v AFC Wimbledon. Crew Alexander play Bolton Wanderers. Fleetwood Town v Doncaster Rovers. Gillingham will play Sheffield Wednesday. Lincoln City play Sunderland. Oxford United v Ipswich. Plymouth Argyle, Accrington Stanley. Portsmouth and Wickham Wanderers. Rotherham are at home to Shrewsbury Town. And as, as we know, we're at home to Markham. So one or two fixtures there, Adam, jumping out at you. You've got to look at that Portsmouth Wickham game. is a is is a obviously a decent game. Uh, Wickham have seemingly after that defeat to us have picked up a little bit and they're doing quite well. Sunderland Lincoln. Uh, it was the reverse fixture uh, where I think Lincoln might have won that game, possibly three one at Sunderland with uh, an hat trick from the former player Maguire. So that'll be an interesting game. I mean, really, again, you know, the results are kind of important for sort of insurance purposes, but if we keep doing what we need to do, I mean, the title's in our own hands. Automatic promotion's very much in our own hands, even allowing for a number of slip-ups. So I think other fixes are always interesting, but let's concentrate on our own game and uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, absolutely fine. As I've been saying for weeks and weeks... The only fixture we need to bother about is who Rotherham are playing. And they're playing Shrewsbury, who've just come off the back of a 5-0 spanking of Morecambe. So hopefully they can go to Rotherham full of confidence and knock some points off them. Big day for the Walkers, isn't it, on uh, on Saturday as well? So we, we must give a shout-out to, to, to Jimmy, who's organised the walk for Joseph's goal, setting off from Morecambe on Friday and uh, making the way Along the A6, 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 Obviously, Latic's favourite Scottish fan, Christine Lamb's doing it as well. So, uh, best of luck, Christine. Yeah, good luck. good luck to every single one of them. Wishing them all the best, and we'll sign off here. Up the six. Up the six. Up the six. Come on. <laughs>